celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your entire dream team is here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, your grooming questions. We have to bow now when he uh, comes in the studio. We just call him Mr. Animal Planet. Be sure to check him out tonight, 8 p.m. on Animal Planet with Dogs 101. Animal communicator Joy Turner is also here. And did I mention Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard? It's toll-free. I know that uh, Vladi's waiting list is three months sometimes. But I you know. can get through today and talk to him. Stacy Cohn, working hard in the newsroom. What's going on? Well, it's that time of year again where oh. your pet can swallow different things that you don't want them to eat because <laughs> Halloween is here. And, yes. uh Everybody's got that candy laying around the house, so you got to be careful about that. But I do have some extra tips, like, you know, maybe your pet doesn't think it's so cool to dress him up. You might think it's really funny and cute, but it, it may be harboring some uh, deep resentment for them. I'll tell you about it, coming up on Animal Radio News. Uh, also, in just a few minutes, Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian, uh, fresh from Good Morning America, and Dr. Oz will be joining us now. Or uh, I think he's talking about Halloween talking about hazards. Hal- yeah, pretty. Yeah, there's there's quite a few hazards. Okay, that's all on the way. Let's head to Sandy right now. Hi, Sandy. Hi, how you doing? Good. Where are you? I'm in Fullerton, California. Fullerton. Okay. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on with your animal? I have two dogs. One is eight months old, and the other is eight years old. And sometimes they're playing, and I can't tell when they're playing and when it turns to fighting. Is anyone gotten hurt? So what makes you think in some situations that um, it's more than just playing? They get very vocal. There's teeth being bared. They're putting their mouths on each other but not causing any harm. It gets kind of loud and noisy, and they're snarling at each other, kind of growling, barking. And, and sometimes the younger one can be the obnoxious into little brother instigator type animal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the older one's the grouchy old man sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. And to us, dogs playing can look really horribly vicious um, with the open mouths, the teeth that are clacking and showing, um, the growling. Absolutely, it sounds horrible. But the, you know, the, the real key is: um, do you see that they a want to interact, that they communicate both verbally and non-verbally? If you notice things like play postures, um, you know, a lot of there's that downward dog that I do all the time. In yoga you know dogs will do that and that's a play that's a beckoning for play activity so if you're seeing those kind of behaviors and you're not seeing ears back tail low tight between the legs then you're probably more likely in in a play activity Um, there will be times when the old man is going to say hey i've had enough and generally you'll notice that because the little guy will stop his eyes will open, and the big guy will stare him down. And uh, I know Vlade talks about this all the time, the big mama dog, you know, um, the reprimand. And that's exactly what an adult dog will do when the little ones are kind of getting on their nerves and pushing it to the limit. And that's what should happen. That we don't want to stop. That's a correction. That's just like, you know, a mother disciplining a kid saying, don't do that. Um, so that's a natural thing. We don't want to discipline that, that older dog for that. Now, if there's bloodshed or we're very worried that we can't separate the dogs, um, there's a heightened 
level of uh, play which can move to fighting. And, and that's um, a little bit more distinctive than a lot of very vocal play. Um, but I know what you're talking about because I've watched my little boss man play with my big nine-year-old lab, chewing on him, snarling, attacking him. And I think he is the most vicious demon-like dog. And then I put him together with a four-month-old little Pomeranian puppy. And there's none of that that happens. So they know who they can play that kind of uh, vocal play with and who they can't. So uh, sounds like your two are just kind of working out those roles just fine. I'm afraid that um, the younger one is trying to become the alpha male. Yeah. And you know what? For, for humans, we kind of have to kind of give up who's the boss. All we have to do is recognize that and follow that. Um, as far as it's when we feel bad for the subordinate dogs, the ones that aren't the alphas, that we kind of screw everything up. It's when you try to make everyone even Steven and try to make everyone fair that we start to have problems. So follow those dogs. They'll tell you who's the boss and, uh, you know, Something usually gives you the answer. <laughs> Thanks for your call. It, it, that works in real life, too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you know, for the two-legged types. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You want to talk to Dr. Debbie? She's answering your vet medical questions, as well as groomer Joey Volani, Mr. Animal Planet around here, of course. Check him out tonight, 8 p.m. on Dogs 101. Do you dress like that all the time? I notice you're always in suits like that. You always even in come black. here in suits. I'm the dog father. What am I supposed to dress like? You know, <laughs> I, I guess so. Gotta, gotta, gotta live the um. You know, you gotta live the the persona. Gotta look the part. The bloody the world. There you go. That's famous Russian dog wizard. He he wears the same uh, shirt every time he comes in. It says Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard on it. Like, like first of all, know. we don't know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's got to have it on his shirt. And of course, Joy Turner, we we all know who she is. She's our animal communicator here at Animal Radio. Now, I noticed just a second ago, Joey, you were surfing the internet. What was that website well, you were looking? What at? are you looking up in the first? Uh, yeah, place? I, well, I had the first of all since somehow went into diva mode today. Give him a Snickers or something. <laughs> so I figured I'd search the web, but I found this um, website. It's called Pot for Spot. It's a Seattle company that's making a medical marijuana patch for your dog, which um, apparently it's it's hasn't been a- approved yet, but they're really? pushing for it. It says that it, it'll take care of everything from um, pain from cancer to arthritis without the um, without using harsh chemicals. And leave it to Seattle to come up with something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought pot was poisonous for our animals. Basically what it says that they won't get the, um, you know, the effects of euphoria as if, as if they had smoked it, that, um, it's just, you know, low dosage that, um, just keeps the pain down. Do the animals have to get like a medical marijuana card? I'm just wondering. Maybe they can use the um, you know, the, the prescription discount card. They can go there you go. Get their, um, yeah. See, let's uh, take one for Doctor Debbie. We have Casey on the phone. Hey, Casey. Hi there. What's going on? Well, we have a boxer about seven years old. We've uh, female. She's been not eating for the last three weeks, and uh, we took her to the vet a couple times, and she's had the barium test and. They didn't see anything wrong, and then we finally ended up having surgery this last week. And there was no obstruction and no cancer, but she had a very swollen red stomach, and she's throwing up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they got her on metronanazole, uh okay. twice a day, um, and she's had diarrhea. Uh, 
today she's got really runny yellow mucus on her nose, and we've been having to puree her food and feed her through a turkey baster lately because she hasn't been eating at all. Wow. Now, so does she have any difficulty swallowing the food, or is it she just has no interest to eat? No interest at all to eat. They did when they when they did the uh, surgery. She, the doctor said he had a, a really red, swollen stomach, and they did a biopsy, but he wasn't sure what it could have been. Hmm. Interesting. So let's see. So I'm backing up a little bit. So the primary concerns that she was having was not eating, and she was having diarrhea. Yes, that was okay. that was when we first. Uh, had the problems. Okay. And then was she vomiting as well? Yeah, she was vomiting uh, pretty much every day. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I applaud your veterinarian because that is uh, sometimes when we have these very extreme cases, and three weeks is a long time to not be eating. She must be really kind of just thinning herself out. Yeah, she's um, lost about 13 pounds. Wow. Wow. Um, so, yeah, sometimes an exploratory is exactly what needs to be done. Um, it's just a little disheartening that we didn't get the answers we were hoping for. Um, sometimes it's kind of an art of finding the right spots to biopsy. Sometimes it's because there's nothing there, and we're really looking for more of a, a metabolic problem. Um, but, yeah, during an exploratory, I like to biopsy pretty much almost anything I can. So if the stomach looked abnormal, take a piece of that. Small bowel, take a piece of that. And in some cases with Boxers, we talk about colon disorders, so um, even biopsying the colon. Um, that may not have to be done during surgery. It can be done endoscopically. Um, but boxers are a breed that can get some very strange um, colon diseases. Uh, there's a histiocytic uh, ulcerative colitis type problem that they get. And you, you check the stomach, you're not going to find it. You have to check the colon for that. Right. Um, but uh, definitely there are some other things, if they sampled the stomach and got back nothing meaningful and really felt very comfortable with those findings, then there's still other avenues or other areas that we'd be looking at. So whether that has to be another resampling, like a, uh, a scoping in a biopsy, um, or if we're going to go looking in other directions. Um, some of the other directions that I think of for a dog that's not eating, losing, waiting, having GI signs um, might be some uh, different types of fungal infections that can occur in some dogs. Um, and uh, that can somewhat be different parts of the country where they can get different uh, fungal organisms that affect the GI tract, um, as well as um, Addison's disease, which is kind of a adrenal gland disease, which can cause wasting, vomiting, diarrhea, not eating. Um, and that's actually detected more by a hormone test uh, where we check cortisone levels in dogs. So that's you know kind of something we would think about as well. Did you say if she had any other type of symptoms, any kind of neck pain or anything else? Doesn't seem to have any kind of pain at all. She has a today. She's developed a really yellow mucus, runny nose, Hmm. and that wasn't something that. But other than that, I mean, she's just very lethargic. And today she seems somewhat better, but uh, except for the nasal part, and then of course we just haven't been able to get her to eat anything. But she drinks water, so Mm -hmm. we've been throwing some Pedialyte in the a little bit in the water to keep her electrolytes up. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, this this sounds like this is very a very challenging situation um, for both you, her, and, and your veterinarian because there's definitely something much more going on here. This is kind of like one of those house episodes on you know TV where you know it's uh, sounds like we're going to be looking for something a little bit more obscure and not quite so obvious. Well, he was thinking prednisone later if 
it didn't seem if that turned out to be something of a like a colitis or anything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, absolutely, uh, and that's exactly what sounds like your veterinarian was thinking of was this ulcerative colitis. So, yeah, for some dogs, I'll put them on if if we're not going to go any further, going rebiopsying things like that. Sometimes it's worth a, a round of um, prednisone. And for the boxers with the ulcerative colitis, um, some findings actually indicate that there may be an antibiotic responsiveness to some of these pets. Um, so putting them on a specific antibiotic called Batril or Enrofloxacin can be helpful. Um, and it's for just a certain subset of diseases that that might be helpful. But that could be something. And I'm sure he's probably, your vet's already done some extreme, extreme dewormings, um, but uh, Fenbendazole is a dewormer that we like to use for chronic diarrhea, um, GI cases. Um, and then many dogs with chronic diarrhea, I will do a... Um, uh, a screen for uh, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, so there's a cobalamin and folate. These are different B vitamins that can be depleted with chronic intestinal disease. So that may not necessarily, it can help diagnose the condition, but it also can give us some direction to help treat. Um, and many dogs with chronic small bowel disease can't absorb these n- nutrients. So they, they actually get really low on their B vitamins and can't rebound by just feeding them that. So they have to be um, replenished by actually injection methods. So that might be something else that we could consider to try to kind of therapeutically help this kid out. Well, she was eating fine up until the time. I mean, she was, she would have, it was not a problem to make her eat before, but mm. it just, it's, she just all of a sudden just shut off. Oh, goodness. Well, I, I hope we, we get somewhere with her and, and, you know, maybe it takes just trying some of these different therapies and, uh, you know, it sounds like you've done a pretty exhaustive, uh, workup and, and trying to help her out here. So, um, my best wishes go to you. I hope she's feeling better and eating soon. You know, I'm sure you're looking forward to those days where, uh, she would eat anything and everything off your, off your, uh, table. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she is a beggar. <laughs> well, thank you for your call and, uh, this thank is Dr. You. Debbie. We're here for your calls, whether it be a behavior, medicine, or animal communication need. Give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners. SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, presents its annual 25 Days of Gift Giving. Every day in December, you can log on to enter for your chance to win the featured gift of the day. The December issue features contests, adoption stories, destination reviews, where to dine Fido al fresco style, and the perfect ski town to visit with your furry best friend. Visit their website for a free online preview. 
at www.fidofriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal and abuses are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. That uh, medical marijuana patch, that's for my dog, honestly. <laughs> yeah, just like the, the condoms are for his feet. one 405 Bookmark that site. I want to call them and find out what that's about there, Joey, okay? You got it. Listen, uh, in just a few minutes, we'll head back to the phones. Toll free to talk to Dr. Debbie or groomer Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Vlade the Russian dog wizard all here at your beck and call. Joey, I mean Joey... <laughs> Dog father. <laughs> Boy, what do you got coming up? You know, I, I have, um, if you have to give your pet a bath at home and you want to make it look really good, because a lot of times um, it's a little bit difficult, I got the easiest way to give you excellent results. Okay. Really. That, that's all the way, Stacy. Well, I've got a story coming up that's going to make you want to go out and buy your very own elephant, because the heck with solar power, we've got poo power. And from an elephant, that's a lot of power. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Hi, who is this? Hey, this is Matt Terry. Matt, you are on with Vlade. Hey, how's it Hi, going, Matt. Today? Good, 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 Matt. Where are you from? I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, Atlanta, Georgia, from <laughs> Sovereign. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, what is your question? I just uh, no, I wanted to uh, thank you for the advice uh, you gave me with, uh, with my puppy uh, about a month ago. Uh, everything uh, worked extremely well. <laughs> Thank you. I would like, we would love to hear. I think my boss, Hale, needs to hear it, too. He's like KGB. He always, like, you know, scanning this type of the things. And after tells me, oh, good boy, or, or good boy, or, or I. <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. The one thing is, is common. When the Vladi talks, people listen. And our phone is always off hook. I believe it's off hook right now. Hi, who's this? This is Butch Mueller. Hi, Butch. How you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. Where Where are you calling from? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. You are on with Vlade. Okay. Hi, Butch. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Good, Thank good, you. good. Good, good. What uh, is your problem? Ronnie, the problem I got is I have a five-year-old multi-poo. And what? We can, a five-year-old multi-poo. Ah, okay. Multi-poo. Okay. Right. And we cannot housebreak him. Mm-hmm. No matter what we try to do, he's becoming, okay. Tell me what you try. Well, we've tried the cages. Well, when we first okay. got him as a puppy, we had him house broke, mm-hmm. and we had no problems. He was going outside. When when your problems reoccur? Uh, when we moved from that house and we bought another dog for a companion for him. Okay. And from that time on, he'll he'll do all of his bladder problems inside, his bowel problems he'll do outside. 
Okay, so I, I, I can tell you right, just, just, just like that. You don't have any house, housebreaking problems. You have a marking problems. Um, if this dog is male and another dog is male, or how it goes? That's correct. Both males. Okay, both males. If another dog has a problem or no? If what? If another dog has peeing problem. No, no, the other dog no. is no problem. Okay, how you know the first one? You are not the witness when he pee, or he did, he's not peeing oh, in your we presence? Can, we witness him doing it. I mean, oh, it's so just like for spite. I mean, he'll go okay. outside and come in and not be in here five minutes and do it. Okay, and he's peeing in the different spots of the house, or he has a... Uh, different, uh, different spots different. in every room. And vertical objects, or he's just a little bit everywhere? Right. Okay, so, okay, I got it. So what we're gonna do with you? So let's talk, talk about your dog's personality. It's a Maltese uh, with the uh, poodle. Poodle, right? So, yeah. So as a Maltese, Maltese is my second favorite uh, uh, on, on, out of the small um, breeds. They are very great pets. Uh, combination with poodle will make it. Um, treacherously s over smart and manipulative. You know what manipulative means? I know exactly what it means because he's definitely oh, yeah. that. It's a wife, wives learns to do that eventually if they're successful. That's what it means. So that dog can convince you about anything uh, and make you think it was, uh, you know, your idea. Right. Um, so what we're going to do with you, we're going to diminish the social status of your multi-poo. By doing this, what I mean by that, I want you to put the collar and leash on your dog, and I want you two, three times per day, routinely, walk your dog around your house. You don't need to go outside, just put the leash and collar, say, let's go. The one wants go, doesn't want go, I forgot to ask him. Just say, let's go, walk him around, walk him around, walk him around, especially in the area where he likes to pee and poo. After that, I want you to put him in the sit-stay and down-stay everywhere, especially in the area where he likes to mark it, mark territory. Basically, sit-stay, down-stay, and make sure at least 10, 15 seconds the dog stays. Now, I would like you to... Uh, clean all areas, all areas where before he peed with the product which is enzyme-based. I'm not here to promote any products. Don't use any other products because uh, unless it has enzyme-based, otherwise you just mask the problem. You don't eliminate the problem. So by doing this, you really will uh, take off uh, take the, off the bad smell, bad scent, which maybe you don't you don't uh, smell. Your dog may smell, and it will really help the, keep the dog away from that area. After that, I would like to put some obedience training on your dog. Will diminish his social position, and after that, I will crate him every time in the small crate when I can supervise him. And remember. If for three consecutive weeks you are not be your dog will not be able to pee in your home, he will he will rid of these habits. I guarantee you. Just three weeks. Make sure supervise your dog on that. If you can supervise, put in the crate. If he pees in you, in um, if he pee in your present, use shaking can, drop on the floor, make the sound, startle the dog. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. We'll give it a try, everyone. Mike. Thank you, thank you. And if you have a problem, dog, the dog who is out of control, have a little bit problems, please give us a call at 866 
8405. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. You know, we get a lot of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be pretty picky about selecting a healthy food. And if you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is... Is picky oh, about she's selecting what, a finicky food. diva. Yeah. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's here... We knew that the healthy ingredients were in it. We saw it on the label, the, the cranberry and the chicken and the flax, all that. All the stuff. She, but would she eat this stuff? Ah, that's the test. I'm here There's to tell you. She ate it as fast as we put it down. She does still to this day. Months later, she still loves that. She's It's her favorite. Stella and Chewies. And you can check out Stella and Chewies at StellaandChewies.com. Chewies is C-H-E-W-Y-S. We want you to go to the... Because the other spelling actually takes you to another website. That you probably, it's not family friendly. But uh, there's also a link on the front of animalradio.com, and we'll, we'll actually send you a sample of the Stella and Chewies, all the information over at animalradio.com. Hey, Barbara, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you doing today? Good, where are you calling from? Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo, Texas. Is that yes. where you live? That's where I've been living for 33 years. You love it. I can hear it in your voice. I do. I came from the snow country. This is a whole lot easier. A lot warmer, isn't it? Hotter is more like more than warmer. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Hey, listen, I have animal communicator Joy Turner right here for you. What can I do for you today, Barbara? Well, I have been wanting to talk to you for a very long time, and I have a, a Siamese cat that's about four and a half years old. She's a lynx point, and she came to me through the SPCA, but she had been dumped in a dumpster within a few weeks of her birth, and so she has a little bit of um, problems, mental problems. And uh-huh. I'd like to know how we can solve it because I've had her for a long time. I've given her nothing but love. And, I, you know, if this cat was a person, I would have gotten rid of him a long time ago. But because we're devoted cat lovers, I don't know what I can do for her. She just has emotional problems. Okay, well, tell me her name. Her name is Sweet Girl, which has been a misnomer. And tell me the kinds of things you say emotional problems. Give me an example or two. Well, you know, I know cats are very evasive. They, they only come at their own time. But I've had some really lovable kittens and cats in the past. And so if I go to pick her up, she'll give me about 13 seconds, and she'll go, and then she'll want to get off. And if she comes okay. and sits next to me and I start, you know, I just pet her with a bra, she's loving that. She'll put both of her paws together and like, want me to keep doing it. But if I just touch her underneath her head or, or her face, she'll turn on me and bite me. Okay, hold on here a second, and let me see. Um, (laughs) She tells me that she really doesn't think she has any major mental issues or emotional (laughs) issues. Um, She has a real concern that you don't love her for who she is. Oh, my goodness. And because... And I can tell you from feeling her, she doesn't feel like she has any mental issues. She's got um, some sort of deeply ingrained, as things always do for anything when they're first born, the things that we experience ingrain in us so much more deeply when anything actually is very young than they do once we're more mature. So she has, at the base of what you're seeing as emotional issues, she has a feeling of being dumped out on her own, which of course she was, and very deeply ingrained that she needs to be able to take care of herself and she can't depend really on anybody very much. So you can see how taking that, even though you've been very loving and all of those sorts of things with her, Uh that was a, like, lesson one is this. And from that lesson on, lesson one has never been changed and I don't really know that you're going to be successful at changing that because so very often that level of 
learning can't really be changed in anybody, including humans. My suggestion is she doesn't really feel she's doing anything wrong. She understands about the turning and biting on you thing. She thinks that could be something wrong. But what she's looking for from you is a commitment to loving her the way she is. So if she's more what she considers aloof, (laughs) if she's more aloof to her, that's just who she is. And she says she will work on the turning around and biting you thing if you work on the accepting her as she is thing. I wouldn't be concerned about the aloofness. That's just her personality, just like some humans are more aloof than others. And you can't just throw them off because... They're aloof. I mean, that's who they are, and you love them no matter if why, you love them. Why is everyone looking at Vlade? <laughs> <laughs> I work with the monkeys. Well, you know, in my world, you love things because you love them, and you love them unconditionally. So if they're aloof or they're snuggly, it really doesn't make any difference. You love them for who they are. Thank you for your call, you. Barbara. We appreciate your time today. one 405 to connect with the Dream Team. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, it's that time of year, Halloween, and we want to keep your pet safe for Halloween, so I have a few tips for you. You'll want to keep your animal inside on Halloween. Just make sure that they're secluded safely in a room away from the door and distractions. Also, you might want to check out walking your dog before dark just to avoid any altercations with costume characters, which can be pretty tempting for a dog. Also, anything that's hanging with a tail always looks good. How's your animal inside just before and during Halloween? It'll protect your pet from pranksters who tease, injure, steal, or harm animals. And make sure your pets are wearing collars with current identification in case they do get spooked and they run out. Um, you know, shelters don't have any way of finding out who belongs to what, so make sure you get a microchip, maybe. Keep your pet away from costume ghouls and goblins. Halloween bites are not uncommon. Even friendly animals may bite due to stress, fear, or protective aggression. And store and dispense your candy so it's not accessible to your pet. Remember, chocolate lethal. That uh, sugar-free sweetener, xylitol, mm, not good for your dog or your cat. Also, just a, a word of advice, don't dress up your pet unless they really love it. If you do dress them up, make sure that the costume isn't annoying or unsafe. What's cute to you is not cute to them. Avoid restriction of movement, vision, hearing, or ability to breathe or vocalize. Not good things for your pets. Okay, there was a big award ceremony earlier this month. Um, the American Humane Association celebrated ordinary dogs who do extraordinary things at the Hero Dog Awards. It was presented by Caesar Canine Cuisine, and it was at the Hollywood Hilton. A big event. It's going to be broadcast on TV November 11th on the Hallmark Channel, so you may want to check it out. Dogs were judged in eight separate categories. Rin Tin Tin was honored with the very first ever American Humane Association Hero Dog Legacy Award, and it was a, a six-month search for hero dogs that they did. Hundreds of canines from 50 states were nominated. Some 400,000 votes were cast. And then they had celebrity judges like Whoopi Goldberg, Orlando Brown, um, Susan Orlean, 
uh, Betty White, uh, an amazing, amazing cast. It was probably really fun. Eight of the uh, winning dogs walked the red carpet with dozens of paparazzi shooting photos and videos. That's probably going to be cool to see. Well, uh, there's also, you know, Halloween is a perfect time for your dog to get a wig. Uh, it, seriously, there's a new company called Wiggles Dog Wigs, and it's taking the lead in the canine hair market. Although fake locks don't come cheap, they can cost about 30 bucks an item. But it's really getting very popular, and it's, again, WigglesDogWigs.com. Uh, you could check it out. Company's biggest sellers are celebrity dog wigs with Lady Gaga, the biggest hit with owners. They also sell Bob Marley and Sarah Palin hair pieces. Hmm. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age 3? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z one 405 for all you ghouls and goblins to call in. Monday is, of course, Halloween, and for dogs and cats. Yeah, cats. Because I know some people that dress up their cats, Judy. Thank you for not being specious. It can be fun, or it can be extremely horrifying. It usually goes one way or the other. Either your animal will love Halloween and want to participate with the family, or they'll just be scared with the strangers walking around in costume. I don't know exactly how you tell. If this is your first year with your animal, you sort of got to feel it out, don't you? You know how you tell? How? When when your dog attacks the trick-or-treaters, you don't yes. like it. That's the first sign. Well, you know, I put some horns on, like devil horns one time, just walking around the house, and my cat's eyes got huge, and his back went arched and everything, just for me putting those Freaked on. Freaked him out. So I knew he wasn't going to be one of those cats that liked it. Well, I know the cats here at the Animal Radio Studios, they'll usually hide. During Except for Nike. All the noise. Yeah, he likes to be out Yeah, there I put his cape his. on and he runs to the you door. You do dress him up, which yes. is a little weird. And, of course, you'll have Ladybug all dressed up this year. She As already a has Ladybug, a, of course. Uh-huh. Her tattoo looks like it's wearing off almost. It is. I've washed her and it does wash out. I had an aunt and at, at the time, um, she passed away at 101, but at the time she was 98 years old and she was a very active 98 year old woman. She drove everything. And it was Halloween. She was a little off the wall and she came in the house and she had, I don't know what it was, but it was a, it was a costume with a cape on and the cat, the cat jumped on her back with all folklore. And all you heard was this old this old 98-year-old woman scream. <laughs> <laughs> so the cat didn't like it. Oh. Uh, well, you dress up Miles, don't you? We try to dress them all up. The um, the new guy, Peanut, don't like it. But yeah, Miles, Simon, and Buster, they, they all really like it. Is this Peanut's first Halloween? With us, um, yeah, his first Halloween. Hmm. And um, he 
he's he's not he's not too keen. He don't like the doorbell ringing, and he don't like the costumes, and you know he's he's a little bit more difficult. You know who we have on the phone? We have Dr. Marty Becker, of course, America's favorite vet, our friend. Doc, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, friends. Hey, first of all, we live on a horse ranch in northern Idaho, and for Halloween every year, we let our horses bob for apples in the horse trough. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And they that would love be great it. That's fun. The one time per year, we dump a bunch of apples in and watch them go for it. How fun! You know what's funny? You know, I'm on the Dr. Oz show, and he's my friend. And one of the things I got to say, even from a friend's show, it's like everything's going to kill you. You know, what I mean, I mean, you breathe in air, it's going to kill you. You're going to get in your car, it's going to kill you. And I get so tired of everything. You know, there's some things that are threats and some things that are not. So I, I don't want to overstate it, but there are some real risks around Halloween. Mm, yes. And the biggest problem around Halloween. The second most common time pets are lost every year. Yeah. Oh, they bolt from yeah. the front door, huh? Yep. Fourth of July is number one, which you might expect. And then that's just that time when, you know, describing the horns, you know, and the, the cats freak out or the, you know, the cat that flies through there and lands on the old lady's back. And, <laughs> you know, some of the pets just look at you, you know, kind of curious, like, you know, who are you kidding? <laughs> you know, I know it's you. You wake me up when Halloween's over. And then the other ones are like, oh, my gosh, who in the heck is that? And. Then there's lots of other little dangers. No, chocolate is way overblown. Uh, I mean, as a veterinarian... Yeah, isn't it just the dark chocolate that's really a I major deal? Ask you that. Yeah, you know what? If you're trying to make your mortgage payment in your vet, you might want somebody to come in uh, with that, you know, they dropped a piece of chocolate and the dog ate it. It takes three ounces of milk chocolate for a 10-pound dog to cause a problem. So, you know, a, a one or two small pieces, they might get a stomach upset. You know, their respiration the heart rate might go up a little bit, but that's it. Now, dark chocolate and baker's chocolate is way different. But the thing I really worry about as far as candy is anything sweetened with xylitol. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really worrying. And then something, if there happens to be anything with raisins in it, like I can remember, and you guys remember when we were young and our parents would give us a Christmas stocking and it had oranges and that hard candy that oh, I hated? You hated that, huh? <laughs> oh, I hated that stuff. I, I didn't want peanuts and an orange and that hard candy. And I wanted something, something good, you know? But uh, sometimes they'll give boxes of raisins at Halloween. Uh-huh. Those are ours are wickedly dangerous too. So want to make sure you keep them away from that. And then those candles for cats. That cat's around, and now that candle's on the ground in a pumpkin, and their tail goes over it, and it's just like kindling. It catches on fire. And also potpourri. People will have a, kind of a Halloween holiday potpourri, and for some reason, cats like the taste of it, like antifreeze, and they'll lap it up, and it causes a really severe electrolyte imbalance. And oh, really? Just even deadly. So don't don't put the stuff down. If, what what is it in the potpourri that's doing that? There's these what's called cations. That they're just uh, it just causes really weird electrolyte imbalance. It's almost like you know the, some of the dogs and stuff that get into blue green algae, and there's toxins in it, and it just just don't want it around. And, mm. You know, it's not like, you know, every cat's going to do it, but one out of 100 are, and they're going to end up uh, in the emergency room. I just want to mention here, just because the doc here signed off on that milk chocolate doesn't mean you need to start feeding your dog any kind of chocolate whatsoever. No, no absolutely don't, not. Don't well, want them all, to get a hiccup. You know, you never want to give it as a, as a treat or anything. But if, uh, you, know, you know, my brother called last Halloween, and uh, some the, you know, kids had quit coming. They'd left the thing down my mistake, and their little, you know, nine-pound Yorkie dove in and ate, you Ooh. know, probably 30 pieces of chocolate. That's Ooh. dangerous. You know, Ooh. so off he went to the veterinary emergency hospital for charcoal and uh, lavage and everything else. Wow. Yeah, you give them a little piece as a sample throughout the year, and they get a taste for it, and they smell that chocolate, and they want it. Yeah, our very own Dr. Debbie uh, 
got a little issue with that. You've got to remember these dogs, they're trained to smell out truffles and moles and, and bed bugs and accelerants and explosives. And, you know, my daughter's pugs aren't going to be the, you know, championship bomb-sniffing dogs, but these dogs can smell, <laughs> they smell a lot, and they can, <laughs> they can smell that gum in your purse. They can smell that uh, candy that's hidden away. It's on the bottom of the closet, not a top shelf. You've got to be really careful. You know, for those pets that like being dressed up and like the attention and like to go out with you, good for them. You know, they're going to have a great time. Well, I know that uh, you'll be doing that because we do that. I will. You get more candy that way, I noticed, if you can dress up your animals or bring them with you door to door. Well, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, if you can make always the... think whoever's behind that mask, boy, they must be really nice people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes people smile and they want to give more candy when they're smiling. Hey, Marty, do you guys deal with a lot of pets that um, eat part of their costumes and oh, have yeah. to go to the veterinarian? Not not that many. Uh, it's not like sometimes, uh, you know, there's other times your Christmas time is a really huge time because the people that still use tinsel or anything that has strings on it, uh-huh. and, and that's a much, a much greater time. But you will get some pets if they're trying to get out of their costume. And that's why you don't want them in the costume without supervision. You know, i got a two-year-old granddaughter, and I no more let her go out by herself either. So it's just, <laughs> you just got to think of those pets like your two-year-old uh, or three-year-old granddaughter or grandson or, or, or children and supervise them. You know, one of the things that will happen now, we see more people going to the Internet for a diagnosis and the Internet for a treatment plan, both often wrong. Had a case this week. Somebody waited five days and was treating a dog with Pepto-Bismol, and, oh. and uh, the dog had swallowed a piece of carpet. And it, it had an intestinal obstruction with a perforated bowel. Oh. It, was, it was septic, which means it's full of pus, and, and the dog died of septic shock. What do you know about this VetStreet.com? Well, I'm a featured columnist on VetStreet.com, and what I like about VetStreet.com, everything is authenticated. So all the information is reviewed by veterinarians. VetStreet.com. We'll link to it from AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Marty Becker, thanks for spending so much time with us again. I always love you guys. Thanks to all of you, and happy, uh, happy holidays. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try natural balance. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. You're listening to Animal Radio. We're going to take another one for Animal Communicator Joy Turner. Now, remember, you can get half-hour increment sessions you privately with Joy Turner. 
and head on over to her website at joyturner.com to learn more. Of course, we have links to everything you hear on today's show from animalradio.com. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you all today? Good. You wanted to talk to animal communicator Joy Turner? Yes, I do. Um, Miss Joy, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and I've had a little, I have a little Jack Russell uh, miniature pincher mix, and um, she's been on the truck with me basically since I caught her. She's four years old, and I've been contemplating um, switching jobs. However, the job that I'm thinking about taking, I can't um, have a pet on the truck with me, and I was wondering if Maggie would be okay if I left her with my mom while I'm out on the road, or if that's going to upset her a great deal, if it's because it really depends on how she's going to handle it, whether I take the job or not. Okay, well, Maggie, first of all, wanted to understand why you would change and go, want to even think about going to a job where she couldn't be with you. So if you could explain that to me, I can make sure she understands, and then we can get her answer. Um, it's basically uh, for, for more money. It's, it's a heck of a, um, a, a salary increase, and that would be the only reason that I would even consider it. She says, will you be gone as long as the two of you are gone now, or will it be shorter? It will be just as long, unfortunately. Okay, well, she gave me a sigh about that. It isn't her first choice, but she also wants to make you happy. She just doesn't know how she can be having what she wants, and you can have the more money. So she needs you to decide... If the money is important enough to you to change your lifestyle like that. And if it is, she'll trust that that's for a good reason. And then she'll stay okay. with your mom. But she's hoping that she gets to have enough time with you to not miss you terribly. Okay. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. I probably won't take the job. She's, she's my everything. She's trying to be really congenial with you and, and what you need. So if you really think that the money is something that would be monumentally great for you, and she says, and especially if it would just be for a, some kind of a time period, like not necessarily the rest of the time you work, right. then she could, yeah, she I could think work it would just with that. Yeah, I think for the next year and a half, so she would be okay with that, the same with my mom? What was the time frame that you said? I missed that. About a year and a half. Oh, she gives me a sigh, and she says she could work with that. Would we go back to the other way after the year and a half? Absolutely. She yeah. says she could work with that for a while. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. You're so very welcome, Barbara. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Now, here's the lineup. Dr. Debbie, she answers our vet medical questions. So if you have a question about the health of your animal, you'll want to speak to Dr. Debbie. A groomer, Joey Volani, he's our groomer from Animal Planet, Dogs 101. By the way, check him out tonight, uh, 8 p.m. on Dogs 101. Hey, he just came in the studio. Hey, Joey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? I heard my name. Animal communicator, Joey Turner, is also here. And Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, to answer your calls at 1-866-405-8405. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, guy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Where are you calling from today? I am calling from Morro Bay, California. Oh, beautiful. Are you listening on KVEC? I am. 
I love that station. That's our hey, home, hometown station. Had, I was going to say, we've had quite a few callers from Morro Bay. Okay, so uh, you wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie, right? I did. I had a, uh, a question. She's right here. Right, my, my question uh, is regarding dental hygiene on uh, dogs. And mm-hmm. the uh, question is regarding anesthesia, you know, because the okay. dogs frequently um, have to get put under for anesthesia or under anesthesia for a good thorough dental cleaning. And the question is, is um, you know, are there certain protocols? Uh, my, uh, my dog, 12 years old, um, has lost some weight recently, meaning losing weight would be going, she's a Bichon Friche. Uh, she went from, uh, we'll say, 12 pounds to like nine and a half pounds. Ooh, that's pretty substantial. And so the question is anesthesia and then um, um, what kind of protocol prior to anesthesia as far as blood tests and are there any norms or what would be considered, um, you know, uh, conservative, um, uh, you know, precautions? Absolutely, yeah. Now, for me, I can tell you, now, if you came into my office and we were talking this very conversation before I'd say, oh, yeah, the weight loss is probably the teeth, in an older pet that's dropped weight in that kind of proportion, I'm going to say I'm going to recommend more of a medical workup before we talk about the teeth. Now, that is unless I see some big snaggly teeth hanging out your dog's mouth and clear abscesses there, where I can easily blame that on causing a pet not want to eat and to dropping weight. If I don't see that, then for me in an older pet, I really say, okay, let's back up a little bit. I'm not in a rush to put your pet under anesthesia. I want to make sure that there's not something else that we can attribute this weight loss to. And that might entail doing some baseline tests. Um, They could be considered pre-surgical tests, but it's really more what we find dictates whether or not we go to that step. So basic blood work, a chemistry panel and a blood count. Um, if anything came up on the physical exam, it wouldn't be out of line to do some x-rays. Check that heart. See if there's anything big, any kind of masses, anything unusual going on internally. And then for some older pets, especially if they're in the double digits, um, I actually like to do a pre-surgical EKG just to check the electrical rhythm of the heart, make sure we don't pick up any arrhythmias or any kind of changes that might signal that there's a problem with the heart. Um, those would be things that we would definitely want to look at. But I, I think the basics are really for your baby to get a look at some lab work just to make sure we don't find any other kind of age-related chronic diseases that can come on. Um, uh, heart, uh, uh, heart conditions and weight loss, are they common uh, links to one another? Not always directly with those things, but we can see some other problems that um, may be present that can attribute to the weight loss. So for those things, I'd be looking liver, kidneys, you know, do we see any signs of um, anemia, any signs of uh, evidence of tumors? Heart is really more for just kind of the anesthetic safety. So that isn't so much related to the weight loss itself, but more just, okay, we're talking about anesthesia. Let's make sure that this heart is doing what it should be doing and uh, that we're not going to have any extra concerns with anesthesia. Now, the second part of what you're asking is, like, you know, do we take that into account um, as a veterinarian? If we have a 
uh, old dog, uh, if we have a fat dog, um, say if we have a Italian greyhound. Yes, all of these things mean something very specific um, to the veterinarian. And most veterinarians have different anesthetic protocols. So we don't treat everyone the same. Um, and, uh, you know, if a dog, young dog comes in for a healthy spay-neuter type surgery, we have kind of different cocktails or different protocols we might use for that pet versus the 12-year-old dog um, that we're concerned about anesthetic safety, maybe we define some kind of health problem we're watchful for. Those pets, we're going to use different protocols. And they um, there's kind of a whole combination of things that we look at and we administer to a pet going under anesthesia. So it's more than just gas. There are sedatives. There's medicines that kind of help regulate the heart rate that decrease secretions in the airway. So there's a lot more in that injection that we give um, than you might think. So all of those things, I'd say, would be very important. Um, and, uh, you know, ask your veterinarian. Definitely, you know, let let him or her know that you have concerns about that. And you just want to kind of ask them, hey, you know, what are you doing differently now than you did when you cleaned her teeth when, you know, she was two years of age? And um, it's something that, you know, we're all quite comfortable explaining because it is something we uh, address the individual. For mm-hmm. So I hope that helps. Did, did that answer your question? It, it does. So, like when uh, when dogs are, is there any kind of a uh, a threshold or precautionary threshold that would be? I, I don't know if I'd use the word industry standard, but uh, at what point in time is it advisable to? Because what I hear hearing you say. Um, with my particular situation, with Bell's situation, uh, weight loss, 12 years old, and what's that, like 25% body weight loss, mm-hmm. um, to just put her under anesthesia without a workup would, uh, would not be advisable. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That would be my very last thing that I would want to do. And in my office, you know, I can tell you in this last month, uh, we kind of had this big dental special and, you know, there were some different discounts. And I actually sent, uh, two clients out the door, uh, mad at me because I would not put their pet under anesthesia for a dental cleaning. Um, because there was something on the physical exam that either kind of raised my, uh, interest or kind of sent some little red flags up. And, um, you know, whether they, didn't wish to look into that or they couldn't do that. It was just, in my uh, opinion, it wasn't the safest thing for that pet. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get on my uh, pedestal and I'll definitely tell people that um, it's just not the right thing for an individual pet. On the other hand, I, I'm very uh, honest when it comes to say that it is time to do that. So I think, um, Or is it just if there's a, uh, a specific concern? You know, any 12-year-old pet going under anesthesia needs blood work, my opinion. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else I should ask that maybe I I forgot about. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, the basics. There's a a lot the veterinarian can discover in that physical exam. So, you know, if they feel very strongly that, you know, there's some really nasty teeth there that need to be dealt with, then that may tip our, um, you know, concern more towards that dental um, uh, possibility. But otherwise, yeah, I'd say we want to go looking for why this baby's dropping that weight. I have no idea. I just noticed that there's a little tartar on her teeth and uh, thought that that may be a cause. And, you know, I think uh, my podiatrist one time, Dr. Debbie, told me that uh, if you hear hoofbeats, uh, think horses, not uh, giraffes or zebras <laughs> right off. You got it. Well, thank you so much for your call. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in. This is Dr. Debbie. We're all here waiting for you at one 405 8405 
celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. We're just the hot air. Vladimir, the world famous Russian dog wizard, he's he's part of the talent here. So is animal communicator Joy Turner, groomer Joey Volani, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, and of course Stacy Cohn working hard in the newsroom. All the violin players are back. I didn't expect them this week. Wow, very good. You must have paid them. I I snuck them in because I know you guys, you know, didn't want them here, so I snuck them in through the back door. It isn't Joey Volani, the dog father, without the uh, dog father theme. Not the godfather. This is the dog father theme. It's a completely different, if you compare the two, you'll notice this is completely different. Yeah, play them backwards. You'll get totally different messages. You actually hear dogs barking when you play them backwards. I'm trying to get a dog to bark the theme, but it hasn't worked out yet. Senior Pet Products, of course, is Joey Villani's sponsor. We welcome you to check out their website at SeniorPetProducts.com. If you're looking for any pet products, whether it's senior or even puppy products, you should check out this website and get an extra 25% off by putting the promo code SAVE25 in the promo code box. Joey, what's up this week? When you first um, brought me on the show, you told me that I'd have to do tips every week, grooming tips, which we have a, I have a ton of them. But the problem is, is most of my tips are related to professional groomers. Sure. So what I'm finding myself doing now is I'm actually retraining myself because I'm speaking to the general public and what would make their life a little bit easier at home. You know, you go to the professional groomer and they and they bathe your dog and the dog always looks great and you try to do it at home and it's knotted and tangled. And there's a lot of reasons why. Number one is we have the professional equipment. We have the high-velocity blow dryers that get the hair blown straight and get that dead, dead coat out. But I found a real easy way of being able to bathe your dog at home and get some great results. Now, they might not be as good as your professional groomer, but you know what? They'll be damn close. What I find that's real easy is a lot of times dogs and cats, they don't like the spray of the water, the sound. And I spoke about this a couple weeks ago with cats. The same thing with dogs. So fill your sink up or your tub up with lukewarm water. Add your favorite shampoo to it. Okay, mix it around and sit your pet in, in the sink itself and bathe and bathe your pet that way, where you can, you know, work up the body and work it, work it up on the head a little bit. Then what I do is I just lift the plunger up, let the water drain out of the sink, put the plunger back in, and and just just add clean water. Wipe your dog down with that, and that should be fine. Because most products, and you want to make sure that they're biodegradable. If they're biodegradable, they're really not going to um to, to hurt your pet skin if you missed a little bit. Well, you want to try to really try to get all of it off if you can. The next thing you want to do is towel dry your pet really well. But this is the key thing. Once you towel dry it, clip the towel. If you got a little um, a little clip, you can, you can even buy them in, in, in the dollar store. Clip your towel and let the towel stay around your pet, your dog. And let your dog dry to about 80 to 90% that way. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to have a stringy dog if it's long hair, or you're just going to have a dog that's losing a lot of coat if it's short hair. Put the dog up on a table or on the floor, wherever you're comfortable, and wherever the dog is not going to get hurt, of course, and use the right brush for your dog's coat. Now, with that, 
have a spray bottle of water because what I want to do is I want to dampen the coat. And if I have a dog with long hair and I dampen the coat a little bit more than what it is and I brush it, it's going to pull it straight, okay? It's, it's almost like when you go to the hair, hair salon and they work on your hair and normally they work on it wet and, 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 and they stretch it and they comb it. And what that will do is it will get out most of the curl. So you'll have a good, nice finish. With this, use a comb after you brush to go through it to make sure you have your knots and tangles out and that's going to stretch it out. Now on your short haired dogs, because the hair is already loosened up because you got most of it out in the bathing process, you're going to go with your, your um, rubber curry brush or your favorite de-shedding tool that works and you're going to go over it and you're going to notice that you're going to get a whole lot more coat out. And what this is going to do is just make it a, a give you a um, better end result. You're not going to have a hair flying everywhere. You're not going to have a knotted dog if it's mad and you're going to have a dog that smells real clean. I exactly. love all, all your tips. You know, a couple of my favorite ones, of course, the, uh, what was that Avon product? Skin So Soft. Skin So Soft. Skin So Soft. Mm-hmm. And then also the Listerine. We are still getting calls <laughs> to this day. People don't know about that they, one. They say, I heard Joey talking about something for skunks and it, it is Listerine and all of our tips, all of Joey's tips over at the website at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. But don't forget about the dream team. That's what you're really concerned about, I know. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and Vladi the World famous Russian dog wizard. All here to answer your calls. It, he gives he gives you a, a result immediately. You you say something to him, he has an answer, bang. And you know what? I've noticed it works every time. And you know who else is in a dog's head is animal communicator Joy Turner, who can uh, communicate with your animals. You can uh, book long sessions with her, half-hour sessions, anytime during the week. Learn more at joyturner.com. But if you want to get through right now and ask her a question, it's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Joey Bellani, uh I had to reintroduce myself to him today. Oh, boy. He, uh, he seemed to have forgotten my name, and I don't know if it has anything to do with Animal Planet's Dogs 101 and his appearance on the show. And the, uh, If you haven't seen that yet, check it out tonight, 8 p.m. on Animal Planet. He's doing a wonderful job. But, uh, you know, with fame comes uh, forgetfulness. <laughs> uh, I think it's selected forgetfulness with you, Hal. You were talking just a second ago about your uh, shampoo that uh, you don't have to use any water. What do they call that? I have a, um, a waterless product that, that, waterless. that we use. It's a two-step product <laughs> that, um, you know, it removes. And we tell you, it's, it, it works. It works wonders. It really does. And where can we get that? Because I think uh, that's a great I, way for I, cats to get done. It, it, if they get a hold of Animal Radio, I think they can get it on Animal Radio, can't they? I'm not sure yet. I think there might be a link. Oh, there is a link. Okay, that there shows you the yet. last time I've been to the website there. I should check that out recently. Yes, you should, Hal. one 405 8405 We're heading back to the phones next for Dr. Debbie. Hey, Donna. Welcome. Hey, uh, I just uh, have a question for your vet. Doctor- All right, I'm right here. This is Dr. Debbie. What can I help you with? I've been looking for, you know, uh, two or three minutes. Uh, I, I'm trying to find a, a kitten, you know, from a okay. breeder, and uh, you know it's down. You know, I'm looking at three or four different breeds, and uh, basically, I, the, my question is, I seem to be getting the attitude from all these breeders. Uh, you know, I'll ask them questions about, you know, well, do they have the kittens have to run of the house, or they kept in a bedroom, or do you keep them in a cage, and you know, 
to take them outside in the yard in the fenced-in area on the grass and maybe shoot a quick video so I can see how they act. And, you know, uh, I, I'm interested in not only a cat that looks the way I would like it to look, but also one that is mentally and emotionally uh, healthy and uh, has been exposed to uh, socialization and different environments or, you know, not just the inside of a house or a bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got gotcha. And I, would, uh, I, I want a confident, happy uh, animal that can cope with its surroundings if I want to take it at four months of age, which breeders insist on keeping the cats until they're that old. And so all the windows of opportunity for socialization and so on are pretty much closed when you get it. And Mm -hmm. I'll ask these breeders questions about, you know, uh, how the kitten's disposition is, and they won't even bother to answer me. They won't answer the questions. Uh, You know, one breeder emailed me uh, like, well, nobody's ever complained about any of my kittens before. And another one offered me an adult female that she had been breeding that was three or four years old for $800, a thousand was shipping. And uh, the only thing I had was a three or four year old picture that was taken when the cat was a kitten. And, uh, you know, I asked her questions about the personality, you know, how she's been keeping the cat and so on and so forth. And she just sent me a, a kind of a email back like, well, I sold it to somebody else. Uh, maybe you should call it a rescue organization. So I, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, you know, I know if I was looking for a puppy, uh, a dog breeder really wants you to get the kitten at eight or nine weeks so you can go through the proper socialization and, and periods that, that are necessary for the animal to be mentally and emotionally healthy and able to cope with uh, normal surroundings. And uh, yeah, uh, but, but it seems like the cat breeders, they just have place no value whatsoever on any of that. It's like just as long as the cat looks the way they want it to look, hey, it's beautiful, it's perfect, here you go. And, uh, you know, I kind of get the impression if I was at their house wanting to see a litter of kittens, they'd tell me, well, let me go get them out from under the bed. Now, oh, wait, let me go get the net first. And I'm wondering <laughs> if I'm being unreasonable or, okay. you know, or, or is it just cat breeders? Yeah, well, you know, so you're looking at cats that are not in your area, correct? You're looking for cats in other states or something? Well, yes, because I am looking for kind of a specific-looking cat. I, You know, I'd be happy with, uh, you know, two or three different breeds. Uh, it doesn't have to be just one. You know, I, I'm having this problem with where cat breeders okay. just don't place any importance on personality uh, or pr- providing you with a kitten that's going to make a confident adult that's able to cope with, you know, going yeah, outside on a leash. Which you're, you've got some really great thoughts on how you want to select a cat. Um, and you're right. It is important. to Number one is personality. Personality, is it the right fit? I don't care what a cat looks like. I want to know if the lifestyle is going to fit with my household. Do you have a very busy, noisy household? You know, do you have kids? A cat's personality is going to be very important to match that. So you've got, you know, the right kitty for the household. Now, what you're doing is you're asking these people to really pre-select the cats for you and I have to say that, you know, this is really your responsibility. So if you're going to choose to find a cat outside of the city or the state where you're at, you're at a disadvantage. You need to be the one to make these decisions, how that cat looks. 
Now, this is the digital age, and I don't know. It doesn't seem hard to me to make a video of a, a cat or a dog playing, and put that on YouTube, drop it in an email. Heck, I see animals' symptoms all the time by uh, iPhone in my office. So I don't think that would be a strange or an extreme request, but you are trying to screen for personality with you not being even there. So there's going to be some big shortcomings with that approach. So, you know, adopting from a shelter is not a bad idea. You have some on-the-ground experience. You can screen the cats. You can get them young. And I have run into this with breeders where they insist on keeping dogs or cats until they're four months of age, five months of age even, believe it or not. And you're right. There's a big social window by four months of age that we really want to be able to expose kitties and puppies um, to all these different things in their world. So you're going to be missing out on that opportunity. Not that it means you won't have a good cat in the end, um, but if you have that opportunity during that age, it would be ideal to expose them to all the sights, sounds, smells, things in your world that might uh, they might encounter and that you want them to be chill with. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel your frustration sometimes when it comes to breeders and you know that's kind of this whole movement do we need people who just want to breed for that six hundred dollar sale is that really the right thing for the animal um, are we saving lives are we dooming animals so living in kennels uh, to be the breeders for the next generation of purchase pets in this manner so just uh, be cautious you're supporting an industry that if you don't get the right feel from those people you're under no obligation to support them with your dollars and that's really how this works out. Um, so there, there's got to be cat breeders out there that fit your needs and, and uh, your, your uh, desires for what you're looking for. And I have to say that if it means getting in a car and driving or getting on a plane, if I had to pick out a pet that way, I would have my hands on it and I would do everything I could to screen that pet to make sure it had the communication with me, it had that bond, and that it was going to be a good um, fit personality-wise. So um, so I don't know. I hate to be a breeder basher, but um, you know, I'd have to say that you're, you've got some challenges with what you're trying to do there, Donna. Thanks for your call, Donna. 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners. SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or a checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. 
Hi, Bob Vella here for Canine Caviar. At Canine Caviar, we make your pet's food with only human-grade quality ingredients, and we use dehydrated protein sources like buffalo, chicken, lamb, beaver, venison, and duck. Canine Caviar dog and cat foods are formulated specifically with your pet's optimal health in mind. Canine Caviar is affordable. On average, it'll only cost $1.75 a day to feed a 65-pound dog. So go with the best food for your best friend. Don't forget to ask for our free-range grass-fed buffalo treats. For more information, go to KenineCaviar.com or call 1-800-392-7898. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The whole gang is here at your beck and call at Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joey Turner. And Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is back, and he's answering your most uh, peculiar dog questions. Whatever's going on with your dog, he can fix it. How you doing there, Vlad? Wonderful. Thank you. Here, have a donut. We brought in extra <laughs> donuts for you this morning for you. Because I know you like the ones with the little sprinkles on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. It's, I really enjoy it. So okay. give me a piece. Okay. There you go. Okay, thank you. Hey, Raymond, how you doing? All right, pretty good. I have uh, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, on the phone with you. How can we help Hi, you? Hi, Raymond. We've got a, uh, me and my girlfriend, we've got a schnauzer and a uh, Maltese <laughs> and Yorkie mix. Oh, and boy, 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 boy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just sort it out. So you have one schnauzer. I have I have the same one in my uh, boot camp. Uh, that dog is not the easy one to train. You have another one, which is Maltese, my favorite. I love them. Supposed to be be trouble-free dog. Should be good the one. And the second. The third you said, which one you have? It's a Maltese and Yorkie mix. Oh, so you have a Maltese, Maltese Yorkie mix, and the treble schnauzer. Am I right? Schnauzer, correct. Okay. So go ahead. So what is All the right. problem? You have three dogs. No, we got two dogs. Just the oh, two. Okay. Ah, okay. So I'm so sorry. So you've got uh, one schnauzer and one Maltese mix uh, with uh, what? Yorkie. Yorkie. Okay. Yes. Okay, when we carry them outside and all, uh, the schnauzer's not so much the problem. Uh, well, when... Uh, I cannot Mal- believe. I cannot believe in that. Uh, no, not really. But okay. uh, the uh, Maltese and Yorkie mix, when they, uh, he sees... It's a, a Yor- car, it's a Yorkie's fault. It's not a Maltese fault. But go ahead. Right. When he sees a car or a human, he just uh, he tries to lunge at them, tries to go after them. And starts to barking, and that's when the schnauzer starts her barking at a high-pitched tone. Now, what can we do to kind of solve that problem? Oh, just uh, simple, just shoot them. Uh, not the real one, uh, but, but, but uh, you know, uh, some people call it air gun. Some people call it a uh, pet convincer. Um, that just dev- that device will take care of that in one second. Uh, you can locate it at petconvincer.com and uh, be done with this problem. It's a very easy problem to fix. But let me ask you, uh, are you looking for the quick fix? Uh, like, Because what I see, you really, really uh, just telling us about the, the symptoms of your problem 
and not addressing the cause uh, because your dog's barks, yes, you can stop it with pet convincer, and I'm pretty sure you are happy with that. But they're going to take care just of the symptoms. The real cause is of your problems, your dog are not physically and mentally exercised enough, not stimulated enough. Are you talking about their barking when they're behind the fence line or somewhere else? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a very common. Here's what I would suggest you to do. Uh, you both of your dogs must have a little bit leash time. Get the collar and leash. Put the collar and leash. And whatever your expertise, or whatever your <laughs> skills are, I would just put the collar and leash and just tell them, let's go. Just I would lead them around your back backyard. Make a few circles, do seat, stay, calm down. I would exhaust them a little bit physically and mentally. And by doing this, you're also marking your territory. You know, you don't need to, you know, spray around or like sometimes men like to put the socks uh, or underwear in the girlfriend's home <laughs> house all over to show another male so he was there. Uh, come on. I mean, <laughs> but but the thing is you can do it in the you can mark your territory in the same way, in canine way, to show a little bit authority over your dog. By doing this, you will make your dog be tired. Tired dogs are good dogs, like a tired kids sleep well. That's what I would do. On top of that, I would definitely would get pet convincer and shoot that problem that shoot that problem in the butt. Okay. Give that a shot there, Raymond. Thanks for your call today to one eight six six four oh five eight four oh five. That's the way to connect with any one of the dream team. Toll free. Could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Villani. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Vladdy the world famous Russian dog wizard boss in costume today as well as Ladybug the studio stunt dog uh, getting getting ready for Monday night. I'm tired of candy, man. I've been like bribing my staff, and it's I'm eating it all. <laughs> that happens every year this time. As long as your dogs are needing it, uh, you got see. it. Uh, we're going to line four. We have Lindy on the phone. Hi, Lindy. Welcome to the show. Hi. You wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie? I do. I have a question about my seven-month-old Shih Tzu Poodle Mix. Okay, awesome. Hey, I got one of those, um, too. Little boss man here is a little Shih Tzu Poodle boy. (laughs) Oh, he's a cutie. Um, uh, He has one testicle that has dropped, and the other one is stuck, I think, up Mm. in his abdomen groin area. You can feel it when you rub his stomach. And I was okay. wondering, he has not been neutered yet. He will be. But is this a problem right at the moment? Well, um, what you're describing is what we term as a cryptorchid male dog. So basically the testicles haven't made their path from the abdomen down to the scrotum. And there's two basic areas where they can get hung up. And I shouldn't say hung up because it's not like they're stuck there. It's just they fail to develop along that pathway. Um, one is inside the abdomen. And then the other is in the groin or what we call the inguinal area. So if you're feeling that and you can exactly kind of push on it, it and you can feel it rolling around, that's it, probably it an inguinal move location. too much, but it is in that where his joint is there, the inguinal area, as you say. Okay. Um, Perfect. It is there, but it, it okay. doesn't move a whole lot. Okay. Well, that's great because that's actually the easier of the two to find. Um, so basically, this isn't anything that's an urgent problem right now, but we know it's not going to get better. And we know that with cryptorchid males, 
if we leave that there and we don't neuter, that can greatly increase the risk of testicular cancer. And in fact, it raises about 9 to 13 times when we have an wow. intact male that is cryptorchid. And it relates to the temperature of the testicle and the scrotum versus in the skin and, you know, all this stuff. You know, I, we love talking about cutting off testicles here at my office. So it always kind of makes the men a little squeamish. <laughs> but um, this is definitely a cryptorchid um, surgery is definitely important to do um, when you don't want him to reproduce, and two, we want to prevent these testicular problems and prostate problems. So um, he's certainly at an age now that if it's not gotten to where it's supposed to be, um, it would be appropriate to go ahead and proceed with uh, the castration at this point. Look how happy she is when she says that. <laughs> you know, it just the snipping is just, I don't know, it's one of those surgeries. You know, some people have their favorite surgeries, and I have to say, uh, I like castrations. You know, I don't know <laughs> what it is about it. Um, but it, 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 maybe it's rewarding or bad boyfriend somewhere along the road. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-oh. I was just concerned if, it, if he had gotten any older or, you know, if it was... Um, out there and, and, you know, not this year, but next year we don't get them neutered in and it would be developing a problem or I didn't want him to be in any pain. And Why isn't he neutered? Well, we are over-the-road truck drivers and we haven't been home since May and he's just turned seven months. So oh. while we've been right. gone, he's turned that magical six months. So. I gotcha. Now, I, I will say that, no, it's not going to be a jeopardy to his health to wait another six months to a year. But what you are going to be missing out on is some important timing to help prevent some of the sex-driven bad behaviors as far as right. marking, territoriality, um, those kind of things. So a lot of dogs that aren't neutered at six months of age, many people will say, ah, he's fine. He's not doing anything. It's not creating problems. There's a magical time when we do start to see those behavioral problems come up. And it may be at one and a half years, um, I see many dogs two years of age is when, gosh, everything's bad. Uh, they're marking in the house. They're doing all the other things. And um, that really can be a problem. So it's better if we neuter before all those behaviors start to get set into the mind and into the body. Right, right. Um, we fully so, yeah. intend. We're on our way home this week, finally. And I have a, a vet appointment for him all set up already. So I was just, I, not to get him, not the surgery that will come probably before Christmas time that area, but um, just to get him into the you know the doctor for his rabies shot and to get checked out because they won't do it without having that first visit. Absolutely, want well, to make sure he's in good all health right. and he's all up to date on his shots. So, I well, thanks for your call, Lindy, and definitely you're doing the right thing by him. He may not want to hear you picking up that phone and going to the vet, but it's for his own good. So, best wishes. Give him a pat on the head. This is Doctor right. Debbie with Animal Radio. I got a lot of love today. Today's my anniversary, eleven years. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what, what is your secret? I learned I'm not the um, boss of the household. That's, that's my secret. <laughs> when, when you learn just to say, okay, yes. Yes, dear. Yes. You know, it, it just goes on a lot easier than arguing about it. Good. I've heard that from a lot of guys, actually. You should take your wife to Las Vegas. For your anniversary. Tonight. You could take the dogs. You don't have to get sitters for the dogs. You can take the dogs. Do you know, I thought about that. I really did. Um, and it, it might be, it still might be a possibility. You could stay at one of the Pet Stay resorts. You know they have that unique program for guests and their four-legged friends, Joey, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I heard something about that. Um, you know, and they'll take um, four dogs and, and a bird, correct? Sure. They have the uh, okay. food in the water dish, and they have the sleeping nap. 
and the dog treats, and your bird will be ordering off the specialty room <laughs> service menu. Yeah, and your bird will get to order all by itself. Yeah, it'll pick up the phone and dial it. That's it. Yeah, and and, and he'll, my bird will take the orders for the other four. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your bird to check out Caesars.com slash Pets Day Las Vegas. And, of course, while they're ordering room service, they'll be checking out America's Got Talent. This is their last show. To, no, I guess tomorrow night's their last tomorrow show. Night. So either tonight or tomorrow night at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. It features the season's winners uh, like Landau, Eugene Murphy. He was the number one. Yeah. Let's see who else was there. I, mean, I don't really... Like five oh, the runners. silhouettes. You remember those guys? Oh, I thought they were good. Very They're, good. They'll be there also. Uh-huh. If you, see, we're big. America's got talent fans here. <laughs> so what, what's this, this? These are the finalists that are, that are performing on stage, or is this actually... Um, they'll all be there. These No, this is oh, actually... Very cool. They won last they season. Won. Pop Life will be there. Well, they had... The winner is uh, Landau... He's gonna. He's one for the season, and then the other five runner-up are also going to be playing. Landon Swink will be there, the uh-huh. uh, magician. Good show, and it starts only a pretty good price too for Las Vegas, forty-two fifty. And of course, you can bring uh, bring your pets because uh, Pets Day is rolling out the red carpet for hey. traveling dogs. Yes. My dogs, are, my dogs are asking me if they go. Can we call ahead and have um, you know, room service already in the room? Ready to go for that. For yes. you, Joey. Uh, anything's possible for the dog father. There you go. There you go. Concierge desk. This is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Hey, if you're thinking of uh, getting another pet for your family or maybe getting your very first pet, you may want to check out the shelters. American Humane Association established Adopt-A-Dog Month in October 1981 as an annual event to encourage people to save lives and enhance their own lives by adopting a dog from a shelter or rescue group. So it's just a reminder, 30 years later, that message, strong, true, important as ever, as there are millions of dogs in shelters just waiting for their special person to come along. So if you get a chance, check out a shelter this weekend if you're looking for uh, your special best friend. And if you already have a special best friend and you're feeding it table food, you may want to think again. You want to do your dogs a big favor. Stop feeding them people food. Pet foods designed to contain all the nutrients they need to stay fit and healthy. And if more than 10% of your dog's diet consists of table food, Well, you're probably training them to beg, and you're also putting them at risk of weight gain, diabetes, joint, cardiac, and digestive problems. Elephants, they are doing, they're pulling their weight. Let's put it this way. They're pulling their weight at the Munich Zoo. (laughs) They're actually helping to keep the lights on. The zoo's resident Indian elephants are providing elephant energy by creating power generated from their dung. Yeah, I said it. This is achieved by harnessing what the Munich Zoo is referring to as poo power, energy stored in animal waste. This is an amazing thing. It can actually be converted into a fuel known as biogas. 
The the zoo has built three large containers, each capable of holding about a hundred cubic feet of animal waste, and it's about a week's worth of dung that they collect from all the vegetarian animals in the zoo. Well, they mix that with warm water and bacteria, and then they let it decompose in an oxygen-free environment for about a month. Well, the result? Biogas. It's mainly comprised of methane and carbon dioxide. And if you remember from your science classes, that rises naturally. Well, it goes through the vents in the ceiling to a corrugated hut on the roof where they have it collected in this huge balloon. And it's fed into a gas-powered engine that's used to generate electricity. They say it could heat about 25 homes, too. They use it for heat at the zoo as well. Everybody's going to go out and get an elephant for their backyard now. Governor Jerry Brown should be commended his enactment of several animal-friendly bills into law, victory for California's animals. The new laws protect California citizens, their pets, and wildlife from irresponsible breeders, pet overpopulation, and animal fighting, among other issues. If you'd like information about it, uh, go to www.aspca.org. They'll give you all the detailed information. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three and the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000? Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution and no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z dot com. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts present at one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. You know, that one behavior problem that you can't get rid of, you go to any kind of trainer, and they can't get rid of it. He's known to get rid of these problems. He wishes you went to him first, but uh, he's usually the last resort, of course. Save yourself a lot of time and money. Go to him first. You know, he he picks them up right away. Uh, are we, are we, is he on the phone? Oh, this is so yes. cool. John Katz. Author John Katz is joining us, and of course, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Very good. I love the new book. You know, most of your books have a uh, whimsical nature, or like Soul of the Dog, I really love that uh, that book there, that was one of my favorite ones, but you've taken on it with a more serious tone now, death, and the death of our animals. Of course, this is something that most of us that have animals have to go through once, twice, unless you have one of those birds that's going to outlive you. Uh, the new book called Going Home, Finding Peace When Pets Die. Tell us about it. Well, I was at a vet conference in Orlando, and the vets were all talking to me about the, but they were seeing this dramatic increase in the depth and content of grieving for pets. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't have a book to recommend. They, they, you know, they were hoping for something they could recommend to their patients. They were a little bit overwhelmed by it. So I started researching it, um, and I was, I was pretty surprised by I was finding this almost epidemic and very deep and painful grieving for, for lost animals. And I think it has to do a lot with the fact that our culture is becoming people are a little more disconnected from each other. And animals are making people feel connected and providing a lot of support. So when people lose them, it's becoming a very big loss, a very real loss, a very serious loss. 
and people are generally alone with it. They don't really have any information, unlike with human loss or human death. There's a lot of guidelines to follow and laws and procedures and, and ethics. And they're all alone with it pretty much with animals. Well, you know, you're not only alone that way, but if you try to explain it to someone, they say, oh, it's just an animal, get over it. Well, I say in the books, you know, half, half the country doesn't have animals and, and doesn't really love animals, and so they don't quite get it. And I don't think they're being mean particularly. I think people who don't have animals don't quite understand the loss. Mm-hmm. If you if you talk to somebody who does love an animal, they do understand, and you can get support from them. But you have to understand that, you know, at least half the country is just not going to quite get it. So you have to be careful when you go to your boss and say, you know, my dog died I'd like a week off. Uh, some people just aren't going to understand that. I think it helps a lot when you get to somebody who does understand. Mm-hmm. So the two things I was trying to do in the book are, to establish the idea that it's okay to grieve for an animal, that's all right, but it's also okay to feel better. That's also a good option, too, if, when you're ready. Can you feel worse for your animal passing than a human passing? And people sort of mock you for that kind of attitude, but you can, right? Oh, many people do. I mean, many, many people told me, as much as they love their parents or, or relatives, they, they felt worse when their dog or cat died than they did when a close relative died. And it isn't because they're callous, and it isn't because they don't care. I think animals are filling a role. You know, our relationships with them are very pure. Mm. They're relatively uncomplicated. They don't move away. They're not going to sue us. They don't care what we look like. They don't care what we smell like. When you come home, they're glad to see you. They love you. So that kind of unconditional love is very rare in our culture. becoming I mean, increasingly rare, I think. So anyone that, a creature that gives you that is going to become very important to you, and their loss is going to become very powerful where even the most loving human relationship is more complex. You know, we have fights with even people we love and disagreements, and they can move. And um, So I, I think it is a very pure, it's really almost all love and connection. Mm-hmm. And that day after day for years is a very, very powerful element in life. Well, you know, they're like your children, and you expect, you know, of course, natural order. Your parents are going to pass before you, but when an animal passes, it's like a child, like losing a child. Well, it is for many people, it is like losing a child. I, I think the the thing that people quite don't don't seem to be prepared for is that animals don't live that long. Mm-hmm. So when you get one, you know you're, you're almost guaranteed to experience this loss. A lot of people are so surprised by it, overwhelmed by it. They you'll hear people tell you they never want to get a pet again, which I think is is very sad. You know, given how many animals need homes. Mm-hmm. But but I think I think the comparison is very apt. I mean, animals are now parts of our family, um, and they're very very important in our emotional lives. And, and I think that the culture hasn't really recognized that. Many people feel really mourning an animal intensely is, is a little silly. Now, when it comes time, and if you have to end your pet's life, most people say that your pets will tell you you will know. You don't agree with that? No, I, I don't agree with that. I, I, I think it's understandable people want to feel that way, but mm-hmm. I don't think any animal really has the emotional, intellectual, or verbal ability to grasp the concept of death and to make a choice about whether they want to leave the world or not. I think at the end of an animal's life, they need us desperately. We are their advocate. We are their voice. And it's a very tough decision because it's the only time in our lives we're called upon to kill something that we love. And we don't really have any guidelines to follow, unlike human loss. Mm -hmm. So if people aren't sure they did the right thing, they tear themselves up terribly about it. I spent a huge amount of time in the book and researching it on guilt. (laughs) And and Mm -hmm. I I found a striking thing that, I must have interviewed 200 people, and more than half of them were suffering from the most intense kind of guilt. Should I do the right thing? Did I wait too long? Did I move too soon? 
What was really interesting as I started dissecting the stories and thinking about them is they were almost all wrong. That hardly none of them had done anything wrong. Uh, you know, they loved their animals, they cared about them, they got care for them, uh, they made every good loving decision they could possibly make, and yet here they were beating themselves senseless about it. So I found there was an enormous disconnection. In, in none of the cases where I talked to people did I find anything they had done that you could really question, um, and yet they didn't quite believe that. So I think there's a disconnect there as well, and I, and I also think it's important to remember that animals are not like us. They're not in this with us. Animals don't do guilt. You know, they don't sue each other. They don't go on cable news shows and scream <laughs> at each other. You know, they're very accepting of their lives. And, and, and death is a very natural part of an animal's life. You know, we want every, everybody to live in a no-kill shelter, but the truth is the animals, you know, don't have no-kill lives. And they're never going to have no-kill lives. So I, I think they, and they, they accept that. They don't, they don't, no evidence that they're aware of their death or that they could have managed such a complicated task as telling us they were ready to go. Mm. So I think we really need to, to stick up for them at that point. We need to make that decision for them. Don't you think some of that is because the people just can't bear to let go of this unconditional love, the thing that touches their heart more than anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the primary reason. Uh, but I think it, I think love sometimes <clears throat> is about letting go and, and not just hanging on. And if you're, if you're acting in the interest of the animal as well as just yourself, then sometimes you do need to let go. And uh, But it's still it's always tough because... There just are no concrete guidelines or procedures to follow. You're always on your own with it. Nobody can ever tell you with 100% certainty you absolutely made the right choice. You just can't know that. So you have to basically look to yourself and say, I just did the best I could. You know, I love this animal dearly. You know, nobody who, who everybody who feels guilt obviously loves animals. So why would they feel guilt otherwise? People who mistreat animals don't feel guilt. So I think it's good to look at that and say, this isn't really useful. This doesn't help the animal, doesn't help me. Uh, that's when the animal needs me the most, and that's where I feel I need to really think of them. Um, and I, so I don't really accept the idea that they're going to tell me. I think that's, that lets me off the hook. The book is called Going Home, Finding Peace. When Pets Die, I have eight copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 If you don't get through, head on over to your bookstore and ask for it. They have it. If they don't they, if they don't have it, they can order it. Or you can get it online. That's the new way this day. These kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. Amazon.com or Borders, Barnes, uh, excuse me, Barnes & Nobles. No more Borders. No more Borders. Unfortunately. <laughs> which is, no more Borders. John, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions. New customers enter promo code SAVE25 on our homepage or at checkout to receive 25% off your entire order. The most trusted authority on all things Senior Pet. SeniorPetProducts.com Hi, Bob Vella here for Canine Caviar. At Canine Caviar, we make your pet's food with only human-grade quality ingredients and we use dehydrated protein sources like buffalo, chicken, lamb, beaver, venison, and duck. Canine Caviar dog and cat foods are formulated specifically with your pet's optimal health in mind. Canine Caviar is affordable. On average, it'll only cost $1.75 a day to feed a 65-pound dog. So go with the best food for your best friend. Don't forget to ask for our free-range grass-fed buffalo treats. For more information, go to KeenanCaviar.com or call 1-800-392-7898. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax-deductible. 
Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. This is Animal Radio. And I want, I want, and I need, Vinny Penn, party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Today, a very important topic, naming your pet. Now, I'm an Italian. I don't know if you can ascertain that from the Vinny thing. And Penn is an abbreviation of a very long Italian name that I can't get into here. Uh, but when it comes to Italians, Italians have a very interesting way of nicknaming people, which uh, you could actually find all of this out in uh, my new book, The Guido's Credos, available at bookstores everywhere. I hope you'll check that out. Check me out at www.vinnypen.net. But I did have a routine in there or, or, or a chapter in there dedicated to how Italians come up with nicknames. If you're obese, your nickname is tiny. Uh, I, that might be standard ethnicity notwithstanding. Interestingly enough, though, if your name is Frank, we're big on alliteration, we Italians, so your nickname might just be Fat Frank. It really depends on your name before we go with the nickname. But there's thing, th- something about doing the complete opposite. If you're six foot seven, your name is Shorty, unless your name is Tom, in which case you're Tall Tom. Really creative, we Italians. But nonetheless, it, it does kind of extend itself to the pet realm. If I meet one more ridiculously tiny sweater-wearing dog whose name is Thor, I'm going to lose my mind. Thor is is reserved for Rottweilers, for labs, and even there, it's kind of done to death. It's kind of the uh, Jason in the human world, we or, or the Luke. We have enough babies, we have enough dogs with the same names. If your pet is three pounds or so, and, and sleep sleeps in a hearth at the foot of your bed and you take him out to uh, him or her out in your pocketbook, here are some of the names you cannot name that tiny pet. Thor, as I said, Bear, King, Hulk, Orca. Choose a name that fits. At the same time, don't acknowledge the stature at all. Teensy-weensy is really just kind of as annoying. And we all know to stare clear of the human names. Naming your dog or your cat is the most important thing you will ever do. They're going to respond to this name. You might want to try to make it a little unique. Stare clear of human names, names that have anything to do with their stature. If it's a white dog, doesn't need to be named Whitey. If it's a black dog, doesn't need to be named Blackie. Come up with something clever. Your favorite ice cream flavor. You know, here's Rocky Road. All right, what's wrong with that? Your favorite... uh, musician well a lot of people do that marley thing that's kind of annoying in and of itself all i'm saying is be creative pay homage to something that has affected you profoundly in your life and don't be so obvious and stop the thors as a matter of fact i want to see if animal radio is going to get behind making t-shirts that has the name Thor in a circle with a slash through it. No more Thor. Vinny Penn, party animal. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio.
You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. K9 Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. My friend, it's Animal Radio, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your dog questions. Dr. Debbie, with your vet medical questions. Groomer, Joey Volani, and Animal... We call him, we just call him Mr. Animal Planet around here now. Check him out tonight, <laughs> 8 p.m., uh, Dogs 101 on Animal Planet. Animal communicator, Joey Turner, she can get into our animals' heads and apparently our animals are always listening to what we're saying or thinking. Is that correct? They know, like right now, there's nothing I can censor for my animals? Well, pretty much that's true. The only benefit we have is inside our heads. We are talking away all the time, so a lot of times they don't bother to listen. <laughs> they tune us out, huh? <laughs> exactly, because it's just like, oh, my gosh, how do you pay attention to all that much stuff? And most of it to them is like, okay, yawn, yawn. Seems like Boog, the studio cat, he knows before something's going to happen. Same thing with your dog. Your dog knows before you're going to take her for a walk, before you know. Boog, the studio cat, he takes medicine and he'll come every night <laughs> for his medicine. He knows. Which is it's weird. It's strange. Yeah, right on time. What He, he takes prednisone, right? Yes, he does. That's a steroid, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. He's been on it for going on five years now. He takes two pills a day and he comes. If I forget, he's there and it's like, whoops, it's time for pills. Oh, he so, Reminds he you. reminds me. Yes, reminds he does. You. He probably knows it makes him feel better. Yes, he's willing to take them. He takes them very, very well. Animals are amazing like that. We really need to give them more credit. Now we have another cat here on Prozac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a regular pharmacy around here. You're using the new... Uh, Pets and People drug discount cards. If you haven't heard about it, listen up. Let me tell you, that's great. I know. We all all need to save where we can. Especially now. We're just trying to pinch pinch dollars. We've we've taken our cable TV. We've gotten rid of that because we don't need that anymore. Uh, The next place is trying to get cheaper medications. So the uh, discount Pets and People drug card gives you anywhere from 15 to 55% off your animal's drugs. Any, if they take medicine, it can be a substantial amount by the end of the year if they get it every month. Now, this card is free, and you can download it from animalradio.com. Head on over there and hit the Pets and People drug discount card, and you can print it out right there from the website. You know why it's Pets and People? Because some people don't have insurance, and you can use this for people drugs also. Cool. If you don't have That's insurance. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, it's accepted at 55,000 pharmacies across the country. This includes Walmart, Rite Aid, Walgreens, all the big ones. So how there. can people get this? Just download it from the website. That's really <laughs> that simple. Head on over there and hit the link on the front page. One of the stories that I do like from today's news is about medical marijuana for uh, ducks. I understand that, uh, well, apparently this French oh, farmer, <laughs> he thinks that you can worm ducks, deworm ducks with uh, marijuana. And he's feeding their, uh, I guess, uh, he's not, they're not smoking it, right? I don't know how he's giving them, how do you give marijuana to a duck? I yeah, don't know. I don't uh, uh. Is marijuana good for deworming anything, really? You, you know what? I think that is a crazy 
idiotic thing to do. <laughs> There's no reason I would ever feed marijuana to an animal of any sort. It's actually um, dangerous, isn't it? Yes, they can have toxicities. And I've treated dogs, you know, that un- unknowingly, you know, how do they get into that bag of marijuana? And we don't have any in our house. Um, <laughs> but it happens. And gosh, you know, it can be very dangerous. So I don't buy that. I think that that kind of fits into that old wives, wives tale that, you know, if you get petroleum products, it'll help cure all in uh, with fleas and ticks and other parasites. I mean, it may kill the animal in the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was actually taking the marijuana himself. He got busted and he looked around at the first thing he could find and a duck That's, walked by and he says, oh, it's for the duck. for the duck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the best excuse I've heard this week. Yeah. Try uh, that it's one. for the ducks as a worm repellent. The farmer admitted to smoking some of it himself, by the way. There and he has go. no worms. As far as I know. Test the ducks. That's what we need to do. Get some feather analysis and we'll test them. See if it's true. Maybe he's run into something. Maybe we're just being plain plain ignorant. Hi, who's this? Hey, how you doing today? Good. How you doing? So far, so good, but it's still early. Uh, (laughs) Who is this? Uh, This is Bill. Hey, Bill. I've talked to to you guys before. As a matter of fact, I think I'm, I I mean, I know I'm the one that gave you the uh, thumb cure for your uh, sore throat. Oh, I use it all the time now, and I pass it on. Thank you so much for that information. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I never get a sore throat now at all. I haven't had a sore throat in probably 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's improved my sex life, too. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How are you using this? (laughs) Any other tips you have, you just bring them on, Bob, Bill. (laughs) Bill, yeah, Bill. Um, well, I got a little story here. My wife and I were dog groomers um, before I became a truck driver, and she still grooms dogs at an animal hospital down there in Florida. Uh-huh. But um, we had this one customer who had a, a Shizu, and he had his dog uh, neutered. Him and his wife, had, or girlfriend, had the dog neutered. Uh-huh. Well, they felt that the dog was rather embarrassed about this. Sure, sure. So, well, they had us leave a tuft of hair back there where his testicles were, <laughs> and, and they had it, and each time they had it grown, they didn't want to touch it. They wanted to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> uh, just to, just to cover God. up that area there. Well, you know they have what they call nudicles. Have you ever heard of nudicles, Bill? Yes, I have. I have. Implants. Yeah. yeah. Testicular <laughs> implants, fake, fake implants uh, for uh, those that might be a little, uh, you know, conscious about that. Yeah, thing. I like the hair yeah. thing. Let's not go do surgery. I like the hair. <laughs> Nobody yeah, can that, that's too much surgery. That, that's too much. that would be worse than uh, um, declawing a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you know, I guess that's another solution if you're one of those people that uh, doesn't want to get your animal neutered simply because they won't look macho anymore. They won't have those things d- dangling there. Yeah, yeah you can oh, cover it up with hair. I kind of think it was an owner problem instead of a dog problem. It, it usually is. <laughs> yeah. Usually is. The dogs aren't too concerned about that. So your wife works at a veterinarian in Florida. What city? Um, Bradenton. Bradenton. Okay. We have uh, affiliate WSRQ there. Actually added a brand new FM station there. So uh, hopefully she'll listen to while she's at work. Um, well, uh, I think they're way too busy on Saturday. Plus, they close at noon on Saturday. So. Well, it's just a suggestion. You know, I'm well, just trying to help you out, man. It would be great if they could. But like I said, on Saturday, they leave at noon. They want to get out of there. <laughs> okay. Bill, thank you so much for your call today. Thank you very much, and uh, keep keep squeezing them thumbs. I will. I'm squeezing them right now. Okay, that's all we have time for today. It seems like it went really, really, really fast. Anyway, if you have a question during the week, you can send us an email or call the toll-free lines 1-866-405-8405 during the week. All of our individual addresses over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and like us on over there. Next week. Next week, same place. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. 
This is Animal Radio Network. Network.